ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, we're going to do an album review. We're going to take a look at one of the greatest albums, one of the greatest R&B albums from the 80s. The debut album from the group Guy, entitled Guy. This album was released on June 13th, 1988. Man, it's hard to believe it's been that long, but it really has been over 30 years since this album was released. And no better time than to do an album review on this podcast. Uh, And I think it's cool to do an album review because, quite honestly, a lot of you who will hear this podcast, um, some of you weren't around. Uh, some of you, you know, probably just didn't know. And the rest of you probably couldn't come outside in 1988. <laughs> so it's always dope to um, to take it back. Uh, for me, this album resonates uh, a lot because I'm going to date myself. I was in high school. <laughs> I graduated from high school in 1991. So I was actually in high school when this album came out. And so this is one of the albums that is the soundtrack to my high school. And I think if you live through that era, you'll really understand and appreciate how important this album was, not just for Guy, the group, but just R&B and, you know, people in general, anybody who lived through this era, this this album, I think it touched people in a lot of different ways and it exposed and, and birthed a lot of things. And, and I'll touch on them, you know, as I talk about this album. Um, but before I get into the album, let me just give you a little backdrop. 1988, uh, if you've been following this podcast, you've heard me say that I think without a doubt that 1988 was the greatest year for hip-hop. Now, of course, that has nothing to do with Guy, but it just goes to show you what was transpiring in music. Hip-hop was starting to take over. I mean, when you look at the landscape of 1988 and you look at the albums that came out that year, uh, I mean, it can go anywhere from He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper, from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Going Off, Biz Marquis, Light as a Rock, MC Light, uh, Easy Does It, Easy E, uh, any, By Any Means Necessary, BDP, Follow the Leader, Eric B. and Rakim, and of course, Straight Outta Compton, NWA, uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Public Enemy, uh, In Control Volume 1, Marley Mall, uh, Strictly Business, EPMD. The Great Adventures of Slick Rick. Slick Rick. Uh, Long Live the Cane. Big Daddy Cane. Tougher Than Leather. Run DMC. 
I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I could go on for days about how many great hip hop albums came out that year. But it wasn't just hip hop. 1988 also saw some phenomenal R&B albums from Love Sexy by Prince, giving you the best that I've got, Anita Baker, Heartbreak, New Edition, Don't Be Cruel, Bobby Brown, and In Effect Mode, I'll Be Sure. And of course, you have this album, Guy, self-titled album. Um, what was interesting about Guy is that, at least for me, it seemed like they came out of nowhere. I mean, I don't even know. And I know Teddy Riley, who was one of the founders of Guy. I know that he had a presence and I know that he already had a name in the music business and industry, but I can't really say that I'd heard of Teddy Riley prior to, you know, this album coming out, which is interesting because I did not find out until years later that Teddy Riley actually produced the show, uh, the smash hip hop single, the show, Dougie Fresh um, and Slick Rick. So that in and of itself speaks volumes about who Teddy Riley was as a producer. But Teddy Riley, uh, along with, uh, I think it was Gene Griffin, their former manager, um, they set out to start a group and um, Teddy Riley got with a guy named Timmy Gatlin and Timmy Gatlin brought him Aaron Hall and they basically said, okay, hey, we're going to start a group. Gene Griffin was going to be the manager. Uh, Timmy Gatlin, Aaron Hall and Teddy Riley were going to be the three members that would form Guy. And then something interesting happened (laughs) Uh, as they were recording this album. And before it got released, uh, Timmy Gatlin and Aaron Hall, you know, they were getting into it a lot, fighting so forth. Uh, Timmy Gatlin decides to leave the group. I mean, they recorded these songs and Timmy Gatlin decides to leave the group to go solo. And he is subsequently replaced by Aaron Hall's little brother, Damian Hall. And what's interesting is when you look at the album cover, uh, Timmy Gatlin is on the album cover. Uh, I think he provides some background vocals. Uh, He did a lot of writing on this album, Um, but he left and Guy takes off and becomes, you know, this smash R&B group. And... mm, not really sure what happened to Timmy Gatlin after he decided to go solo. I mean, he may have made a song or two. I honestly, I can't even remember. <laughs> but um, but yeah, this album uh, dropped amongst other albums in 1998, excuse me, 1988. And um, it was incredible. It was an incredible feat. And it was just When you think about the landscape of the R&B albums that I just named and the hip hop albums that I named, um, it was a lot of competition. So you really couldn't come whack. And I think that was one of the things that always stands out to me about this album is that, you know, it's. It's an entity in and of itself, 
Uh, it helped birth a sound new Jack swing. And I'll talk about that in just a second, but this album was incredible. And I think what happened was for us, it was something that we gravitated towards as soon as it came out and the sound and the look of guy and, you know, it was a different look and a different feel for R&B. And we just took to it. Uh, this album, as I mentioned earlier, was released on June 13th, 1988. Now, the first single uh, was released uh, and that was Round and Round, Merry Go Round of Love, uh, April 12th, 1988. And then Groove Me was the second single that was released May 31st, 1980, 1988, excuse me, 1988, not, not, I keep saying 98, 1988. Um, so those are the first two singles that were released before the album actually came out. Um, and that was something else that happened back in the day. You could, and you probably would release a few singles before the album actually dropped, but this album was critically acclaimed, um, I think I'm pretty sure this album went multi-platinum. Um, it was something that all of my friends had. <laughs> I mean, like it was number one on the billboards. Um, it was something that was when it was reviewed by the critics, critically acclaimed. Again, it had a sound and a feel that nobody you know, was doing. Uh, and that was because of the uh, quote unquote New Jack Swing. Now, New Jack Swing is a fusion sound uh, that is highly uh, credited to Teddy Riley for discovering. Uh, Teddy Riley is the quote unquote father of New Jack Swing. Um, and what New Jack is or was at the time and still is, I guess, uh, and like I said, it was a fusion of everything. It's a lot of drum machines, synthesizers, samplers. Um, it was jazz. It was funk. It was rhythm and blues. But it was all of that kind of mixed into one. It was kind of like a gumbo, if you will. And, um, you know, Teddy popularized it. And, and again, he was credited as being the father of uh, New Jack Swing. But it was it's a great feel music. And it just... When you hear New Jack Swing, you got to move. I guess that's the easiest way that I can describe it. It's not something where you can sit down and just chill. When it, whenever that beat comes on, you know it's New Jack <laughs> and you know it's Teddy. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because Teddy was able to not only lend his talent just for his album as far as producing it, but... You know, I mentioned uh, Don't Be Don't Be Cruel, excuse me, by Bobby Brown. Um, that was a New Jack swing album. You know, he had a lot of New Jack sounds and, and, and influence on that particular album as well. So, I mean, it wasn't just his group that he was sharing it with. Um, but, yeah, it was it was an incredible album. Uh, the production on this album, again, produced by Teddy Riley. A lot of the writing was done. Uh, all of the members, according to the liner notes that I'm reading here, all of the members wrote um, on the uh, on just about all of the songs. Uh, in fact, Gene Griffin, their former manager, he's on just about every track. Uh, Timmy Gatlin wrote on just about every track. Uh, so did Teddy and Aaron Hall. So 
it's interesting that <laughs> not long after this album takes off, uh, not only do they not have Timmy Gatlin, but you know Gene Griffin, I think at some point stopped managing them or they fired him or something like that. So, you know, there was some turmoil early for this group, but they, you know, they it, it stood the test of time. And and again, they produced a incredible album. Um, but the production is, like I said, it's New Jack. It's up tempo. Uh, there's a couple of slow tracks on it, but for the most part, it's up tempo and it's feel good music. And it's it's got a little bounce, or as the kids say, it's got a bop. <laughs> it's a bop. But um, yeah, man, this this is a, a, a an incredible album. If you haven't heard it in a while, uh, you need to listen to it as soon as you finish this podcast. Uh, as far as the tracks, um, man, the album starts off with groove me. I think it is virtually impossible for groove me to come on and you don't get up out of your seat and dance. I mean, like (laughs) if you feel the need to be sitting down while groove me is on, something's wrong with you. Um, Aaron Hall singing, you know, you got keyboards, you got Teddy Riley. You, I mean, it, it, it's the perfect lead off song. Um, again, it's not something that you're going to sit down. You go, you're going to jam. And what's interesting is like, it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, you can be in your car, you can be at work. If this song comes on, you're going to start bobbing. I mean, that's just the, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Uh, the next song, track two, Teddy's Jam. Now, Teddy's Jam might be one of, it's, it's probably the dopest song with the least amount of lyrics in the history of music. Because it's just Teddy's Jam. And he just says, jam, Teddy Jam for me. And he encourages Teddy to jam throughout the song. And that's it. That's all Aaron. He's just Teddy Jam for me. That's it. He doesn't say anything else. There's no lyrics. There's no science to it. There's no nothing. And it is arguably the best track on the album. <laughs> Teddy Jam, Teddy's Jam, man. I mean, I again, if it comes on, you got to move. And it's a feel good song. And it's uh, it, it is a song that still to this day you gotta just vibe to it i mean like you have to there's no there's i'll put it like this right there's nobody who was around in this time that can say they oh man i don't like teddy jam (laughs) if somebody tells you that they didn't like teddy's jam something's wrong with them Nothing wrong with Teddy's jam. It's the joint. Um, then you move to track three. Uh, Don't clap, just dance. Uh, I love Don't Clap, Just Dance. Now, I have had one or two people in my lifetime say, oh, well, that kind of sounds like Teddy's jam. I don't really care for that. It's a few. I mean, very minimal. This is a jam as well. And again, another up-tempo track. Uh, it just goes. It just goes. And I mean, again, the New Jack sound, 
it's a dope song, man. I mean, like, I don't know. Even the few people that said that they didn't like Don't Clap, Just Dance, I don't know how. <laughs> but again, another phenomenal song. Then you go to track four. You Can Call Me Crazy. Uh, what's interesting about You Can Call Me Crazy is that Teddy is actually singing on this track. Now, Aaron Hall does most of the lead vocals on every song. And we really don't, I don't think we really get a chance to hear Teddy sing that much. Uh, not just on this album, but even subsequent Guy albums. Um, it was believed and said that Teddy couldn't sing, but he could kind of carry a tune. And uh, uh, sounds about right. <laughs> it sounds like, I mean, he's decent, you know. It, I mean, but to be honest, I'm, I'm going to keep it a bean with y'all. It was 88. We didn't care. <laughs> we didn't care if he couldn't sing. Again, it didn't matter. It was Teddy and it was Guy and they were jamming. So it didn't it, it didn't matter. You you didn't Aaron Hall does and sings well enough to where it doesn't matter who else is singing. So um so yeah, he he sings on You Can Call Me Crazy, but again, it's still another jam. So it's just one of those things where you gotta get out your seat. Um then we go to track five, Peace of My Love. Now, this is where it slows down. Uh, and what's interesting about this song is that, at least for me and my friends and a whole lot of other people that I found out later on in life, um, there was a bit of controversy about this song. As a... <laughs> As urban legend has it, when the song comes on and Aaron Hall is saying ad lib, it is believed, or at least we believed, that he said the the words dumb bitch. Now, why would you say you could have a piece of my love, dumb bitch? <laughs> that is beyond me. I mean, like that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Uh, Aaron Hall and Teddy Riley have refuted that. That's what he said. Aaron Hall said that he said, come on, baby. Now I'm going to let you decide because you're going to listen to this album. As soon as you finish listening to this podcast, you listen to piece of my love and you tell me what he said. Because <laughs> I don't think he said, come on, baby. Um, and he may not have said dumb bitch, but it really sounded like he said dumb bitch. Which, again, would make a lot of sense because I think if you're courting a woman and you're trying to, you know, get her to come to you, I don't think you would say you can have a piece of my love, dumb bitch. I mean, hey, this is just me. I don't know. I've never... <laughs> I've never said, hey, come on over here, you dumb bitch. I mean, but hey, but nonetheless, aside, controversy aside, uh, that is one of the best songs uh, on the album. One of my favorite songs. Um, it's a song, man, that I mean, Aaron Hall is just killing it. I mean, it's 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 a ballad. It's a ballad. And um, 
you know, there are not a lot of ballads on this album, but the ones that are on here are killers. And this is one. Uh, then you move to track six, um, which actually spawned the idea for this podcast. I like uh, that's the name of this track. I was actually watching um, Love and Basketball and there's the movie Love and Basketball. And there was a scene uh, in which uh, the characters uh, Omar, Epp, Omar Epps and Sanaa Lathan were playing basketball against each other. And when they started playing, this song came on in the background. And when I saw it, I was like, you know what, man, I've never done an album review on Guy and this album. So that actually spawned the thought to do this podcast. Uh, nonetheless, I like another banger. <laughs> uh, that one was on the charts for a long time. Um, can't go wrong. You you can't you you put that if if you're making a tape and you want a party, you got to put I like on there. Um, the DJs never strike out when this comes on in the club. Uh, next track, track seven, round and round, merry go round of love. Again, that was the lead single, another banger, um, another joint that was on the radio, um, a joint that I never get tired of hearing. Um, then we go to track eight, spend the night, uh, Teddy's singing on this one as well. He's killing it on the keyboard. It's got the new Jack sound, um, Man, this song is so cold. Um, and then this this song, at least for me, gave birth to, you know, the signature Teddy Riley uh, uh, sound where he goes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, a Teddy Riley song is not complete without a yep. Yep. So, you know, you got to listen to that. That's that's my joint. Um, then we get to track nine. Goodbye, love. Again, there aren't many ballads on this album. In fact, there's only two. Um, the aforementioned Piece of My Love, <laughs> the controversial Piece of My Love, and Goodbye, Love. Um, <sighs> Goodbye, Love, man. That joint is... If you did in, in 88, if you didn't have it on your slow jams tape, something wasn't wrong. Some, something's wrong with you. Because that song is so incredible, man. Um, oh man, I I could go on and on about the song. The song means a lot. Uh, I remember, you know, the DJ playing it at the school dance at my high school. Uh, shout out to Wilson High School, um, and we got a lot of love <laughs> when that song came on. <laughs> you had to be slow dragging on the dance floor, man. So I, again. At least for me, that song is very nostalgic because it takes me back to Wilson High School and it takes me back to the fun times and, you know, just kicking it with girls and, and just doing all the stuff we used to do. But, um, yeah, that song is it's one of I think it's one of the best ballads uh, of the 80s. Um, and really, for as dope as this, as this album is, they really didn't need a lot of ballads. Uh, they just the two that they put on here is, was good enough. Um, and then the uh, album closes out with My Business. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't like this song. <laughs> I, 
I know it sounds kind of weird for me to be talking so glowingly about this album and then to finish it. But I, yeah, I don't like this song. I think Teddy's singing on it. I, to be honest, I don't even really, it's a skip for me. Um, I'm pretty sure there may be some of you who may listen to this podcast and say, hey, well, I love that. If you love this song, let me know. Honestly, they really could have stopped at track nine and I would have been good. It would have been a perfect album. Um, but nine out of 10 is is still phenomenal because I my business is is eh, oh, it's just awful. <laughs> and, you know, it's not even what they're singing about. It's just how the song sounds to me. It just sounds misplaced. It doesn't sound um, it doesn't sound good. But um, nonetheless, it doesn't take away from this album. This is a phenomenal album. Uh, this is one of the most influential releases of the late 80s, uh, period, because this album set the blueprint for a lot of albums and sounds and waves that would come into the early 90s, early and mid 90s, to be honest. Um, you know, so if it had not been for Guy, you know, we would not have gotten a lot of the 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 great R&B groups that we got in the 90s, because honestly, this this album and this group paved the way for a lot of people. Um, and I wish I had time to talk about how, you know, as dope a singers as, you know, Aaron Hall is, R. Kelly stole his style and profited off of it. Um, but I, I don't have time for that. But fuck R. Kelly. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he he did he did bite his style but um nonetheless this is an incredible album uh it's personal for me because again it came it came for me in an era where uh you know I was in high school and I was really falling in love with music and there was so much great music around uh that you just you couldn't help but be moved and influenced by the music and, uh, you know, it, it goes without saying that, you know, Teddy Riley and Guy, the group, um, you know, they are legends. And, and this is a pillar in R&B music. And I think, again, like I said, had it not been for this particular group, you know, we wouldn't have had some of the albums and some of the sound, songs and sounds that we had in, in the 90s because uh, this they definitely set the blueprint. Um Again, if you have not heard this album in a while, make sure that you listen to it. It is an incredible album. Uh, like I said, nine out of ten tracks, phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you could probably, I mean, and there may be some people that like my business. Uh, just to give you an idea, of the ten tracks, eight of the ten tracks were on radio. I mean, they were singles legit singles um and that doesn't happen unless you have a bomb ass album and that's exactly what this was so i mean there's not really much you could say bad about this album this is uh, an incredible album uh and guy uh they were an incredible group and i'm glad that they got together again i don't know you know how or why timmy gatlin left but uh you know, they they kept it moving. And um, this album, like I said, it resonates for me and hopefully it does for you as well. Again, if you haven't checked it out, make sure that you take a listen and uh, give me a feedback. Let me know what you think. If there are any songs that you didn't like, hit me up and let me know. 
that's going to do it for me. I am your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.